Welcome to the Inspiring You Show, where we shine a light on healing, whole health in our lives. We believe that in healing your story, you can transform your life. We are here to provide hope, tips, tools, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in this journey called life. I'm Henry, an intuitive empath, mindfulness meditation teacher, dowsing and Reiki master teacher, and energy healer. This, my friends, is a vibrational experience, a remembering of the truth of who we are. The content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hello, my friends. So today is September 14th, and September is National Recovery Month. Each September, thousands of prevention, treatment, and recovery programs and services around the world celebrate their successes and share them with their neighbors, friends, colleagues, in an effort to educate the public about recovery, how it works, for whom and why. There are millions of Americans whose lives have been transformed through recovery. These successes often go unnoticed by the broader population. Therefore, Recovery Month provides a vehicle to celebrate these accomplishments. So, my friends, if you're someone who in any way is struggling with addiction or or and and that can look like many different forms or you have a loved one, a friend, a colleague, a neighbor, or if you're struggling with a negative pattern that you so if you're struggling with a negative pattern that you can't seem to kick, then this episode is for you. Okay, so if you are currently experiencing being human, there's a good chance there is some kind of addiction you are releasing from. I had an addiction to overworking and I once had an addiction, I'm just going to say it, to pizza rolls. Yes, my friends, pizza rolls. And I say things like overworking as well as pizza rolls because we can cultivate habits as humans. And so whether it was with overworking or eating pizza rolls way too often, I was all sorts of out of balance. I was out of balance when I was working, including my eating habits. I hope in the future humanity that, you know, living a life filled with light and joy and peace and harmony, and it's much easier to live in a balanced state. That That's my hope for humanity, not only for myself, yet for also for others. For now, though, there are many great resources that can support, including a lot of wonderful support groups. And I hope that you listen to this several times, and I hope that you also share this episode with your loved ones particularly anyone struggling with addiction or someone who's in recovery or anyone who's really struggling with non-beneficial patterns or habits or difficulties they feel like they may they feel like they're stuck and that they can't heal there's many of us here having having the experience of being humans having our own human experience what it means to live life and to feel like we're in this survival aspect of living whether you realize it or not, and whether you actually identify as a healer or therapist or coach or or not or student of life, we all have our own journey 
of personal growth and spiritual awakening that is our own unique way of healing. So what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. And it's all okay, my friends. There are so many modalities that can support us. And there are so many recovery groups, 12-step programs, so many books that can teach you tips and tools. When you wake up spiritually, your higher self soul, your team of light is also there for you. And the human has a lot of ways to receive support. The most important part of the healing journey is when one takes self-responsibility, no matter what modality you're doing, you are drawing the healing to you. It's all energy. You have free will and you draw what you wish to you. So an intention for this would be, I'm willing to be willing to be healed for my highest good. I am willing to let go of anything non-beneficial and call in beneficial energies of love, joy, peace, abundance, health, vitality, vibrancy for my highest good. I'm willing to show up for myself and for the world. So those are just a few in terms of intentions that you can also use for affirmations when you feel like the monkey mind is kicking in and battling back. You can reset yourself by using affirmations, saying them again and again. At some point, there does come a choice point where you have to make a brave commitment to let yourself heal. And that can look differently for everyone in terms of choices. It's not right, wrong, good or bad. Sometimes the energies and the experiences of this human life can get very overwhelming and can present real pain in terms of the mental and the emotional anguish and then a lot of pain in the physical and it can feel like at times you're being tormented by the monkey mind racing around keeping you caught in this this web of just dense energy and it can be really difficult you can feel like you are struggling to the point that you can barely stand up you feel like you're maybe your nerves are breaking. You feel like hopeless. You feel like hope has just gone and you're in, you're really caught in a hopelessness that just feels so heavy that you don't even know where the light is anymore. And you feel really dark and dim and scared. And at some point there can be a breaking point where you are just feeling like it's just too much. And I say this because this month is the awareness of recovery and also just to really bring to light how difficult it is in the human experience and, and how important it is to bring compassion and awareness in there. There have been times where I have found myself on my own knees at my own breaking point and caught in such pain that, you know, the only way out felt like, I don't know if I can do this anymore in terms of, terms of continuing. And it, and it felt so painful to think of going another moment. You know, for me, I have had a spiritual practice since I was a child. And so my connection to source, to my spirit guides, my higher self soul, 
it is a connection and a relationship that I have fostered since I was a child. And in my times of just real bleakness and darkness, it has been my higher self, my soul, my team of light that has come in and talked me off the ledge. And I realized that in my own experience that I have had this support with me and even though at times it feels unavailable when I'm caught in my anguish, it is still there present and it has supported me time and time again. I understand though that in everybody's own journeying that everyone has different relationships with their higher self soul, their guide team, the angels, but that doesn't mean that they're not there for you because they are. When I do sessions with people and I see how much angel and archangel and support they have from their team of light, seeing how fast their higher self and their souls come in to support the human, it is so incredibly beautiful. And you just feel how much love we have in terms of this human experience. And my intention and my wish would be that more and more people have this awakening and are able to activate their inner healer, even more so to be able to hear their spirit guides, their angels, their higher self, and really recognize the light of the truth of who they are and how much support and love they have. With me, when I've had my own bleak moments of feeling like I was caught in the torment of just so many different non-beneficial energies and, you know, what could end up feeling like this pain and this anguish is like just crushing you mentally, emotionally, and physically, and it can just feel like your nerves are just in just disarray and just, it just hurts. Um, there felt like times where my nerves were just breaking. And so it, it's very easy just to want to give up. And yet at the same time, no matter what the choice is in terms of moving how you're proceeding in life, it's not right, wrong, good or bad. There's an isness. And there also is a recognition of how difficult it is here on earth and how challenging it can be here on earth. So no matter what your decision in terms of moving forward in your life, everything in terms of how divine source looks at it as, you know, everything is already forgiven because there's a recognition of how challenging it really can be here and how difficult it can be. Yet you are supported and, and no matter the choices that people make, whether or not they are able to, you know, choose the choice point in terms of recovery and allowing themselves to um, be in that space to become and use tools or if they choose another way, it's all okay. It's just all okay. 
And even though there are, there are so many modalities that can support, we are still in such a challenging time right now on earth and coming out of pandemic. And there just can be a lot of heavy, heavy energies. And, you know, just yesterday I was at a celebration of life and this is what has brought me into this contemplation as well as wanting to speak about more about recovery and healing. And it's this, we were at the celebration of life and just a really beautiful celebration of life and, and tribute to, to this person who just really just a beautiful light in the world. Yet the challenge that, that can happen in life is that as we are progressing things can seem like they're really just going amazing. And yet at certain times in our life, certain markers, things can trigger and we can have just all kinds of stuff can happen. Um, unprocessed, you know, events or experiences, trauma, unprocessed trauma can come up. And, and then we live in a world that even though I'm saying there's a lot of resources, we live in a world that can be very confusing about how to actually heal. And we can sometimes make it very complicated as well to try to get help. And part of it, I feel, is that the way that we perceive when someone is in a, in a space that is, I say, low vibrational frequency and really caught in a lot of different painful, dense energies really caught in suffering. You know, there's a certain amount of camps that can offer compassion, yet we're not really there yet. Even even though if your family has has offered compassion and you have some support groups, it can be really challenging because in some of the recovery groups and treatment centers, they haven't necessarily put in some of the modernization of some of like energy healing as well as some of the other tools that can really benefit, you know, the clearing and then the uplifting. So when you're caught in the dense energies of anguish and fear and sadness and you've had trauma happen and in my case, it was work PTSD, and I disassociated so hard to the point where I could actually feel my chemistry of my my brain, actually, I could feel the change in it. And it was because of my intuitive abilities and my um, my just empathic abilities and my understanding of, you know, feeling and energy, it was really to feel the change in myself was probably one of the scariest things I've ever been through. And I had the awareness of what was happening because I could feel it, yet it still can feel very confusing on how to actually get help and support and heal. And some years ago when I was going through it, they didn't have as much um, 
information out there that they do now. I was sort of, you know, I had ex- I hadn't experienced something that that it hadn't they don't ha- they didn't have the resources that they do now or they weren't talking about it in the way that they are now. And so for me when I was asking people for support and help it was really clear quickly that our society is set up in a way that we're not really teaching and I and I'm saying this in a in a way that I understand that not every everyone some, some people do have the abilities to understand trauma and how to work with people yet in terms of our schooling we just didn't set up society to to understand and have compassion and 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 know what to do when somebody is going through something like work PTSD and they're in a triggered traumatic state of shock um in in the past we've just had experiences where you know people were put out of society and so there's this stigma in terms of mental and emotional health that and then obviously then how it affects physical health all kinds of ways but there's a stigma and that's really why I want to talk about this because I I was really fortunate that when I was going through my experience, my guides came in to help me. I was in a very darkened state, very bleak, and it it felt it felt very scary. And it was, you know, one night I was on my couch and I was sitting on my couch and I was in such hopelessness, which for me, I've always been in the energy of optimism and, and hope. And so it was a very um, unfamiliar experience and scary and and just so bleak and dark, so dark. And I had a moment of being in suicidal ideation and all of a sudden my higher self soul came in and said, you need to go to bed right now and you got to let yourself reset. And my spirit guide team and the angels and the archangels all swooped in around me and uh, got me up off that couch and literally put me to bed. And then I woke up the next morning and I was downloaded with, okay, next steps in terms of healing. Before that, though, there was a moment where my higher self soul and my guide team in talking with my human, it was, what do you want? And I just kept saying, I just want to be okay. I want to feel better. I want to feel better. I couldn't even have imagined. Um, I couldn't even imagine beyond that moment. Um, you know, thinking about anything else beyond feeling better mentally, emotionally, and physically. I wanted to be released from those really heavy, title-waving, complicated, harmful, hurtful, 
dense energies that just I felt like was just sucking the life out of me and was keeping me I I thought it seemed like I was in the ocean and I was being pummeled by wave after wave and caught in a riptide that I was struggling to find my way out of it was very painful and I'm sharing it this way because it's when you're in the state it is a very painful place to be and I want to bring more awareness to it so we can bring more compassion to it and bring more understanding to it. And when someone gets to this point, it's not, it's not a failure in terms of your human experience. And, and it's also, it's not a success then in terms of you shifting out of it. There's an isness here. It's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's in this human experience. We can have all kinds of things that can happen. And the most important part of it is learning how to master our energy because we are energy beings. And so this experience for me was cultivated in my human to be able to understand what it's like to be in suicidal ideation. So that way then... I can understand and move through the experience by using different tools. And once I can, I embody that experience of using those tools, I then can speak about it. I can speak about what helped me in my human experience. And then maybe if, you know, I share, maybe somebody else will be inspired and they'll find something else. And that way then we can help more and more people. Because in it, like everyone has had moments of different things where they've been caught in sadness or grief or trauma, whether or not they recognize it or not. Maybe they've only had like one thing in this lifetime and that's okay. Maybe they've had more than one. We all have had these things and it's just about us us learning how to stay in alignment learning how to then shift from lower vibrational frequencies to higher, learning what tools to use and how to help not only ourselves, but also others in terms of shining our light out and understanding this experience of this is a moment. There's going to be another moment and also not defining that if you are caught in this moment of, you know, trauma or addiction that you are not, you're not your addiction. You're not your trauma. That, you know, that if you had, I don't know, like 40 years of being this incredible bright light and then all of a sudden you had five years of being caught in an addiction, those, those like 40 years or so, those, that's you shining your light. Those five years, that is not, you're not your addiction. You're just caught in something that is very difficult and feels probably painful, feels, feels like a lot of hurt and is very confusing. And then it can be very confusing on sometimes where to find help or how to, or how to get help. And so for me, 
you know, in my own healing, you know, some people use the word recovery. I use the word healing. Um, in my own healing, I, you know, I did, I did seek a bit of therapy, yet because of my intuitive uh, abilities, I was looking for something that was going to be just more efficient in my human experience. And, um, and I did do some trauma therapy, yet the majority of my own work that I did to help me heal ended up being, I did two years of somatic experiencing, which really helped. And then every day I did probably about three hours of meditation. And that included Kundalini yoga meditation. I did a lot of chanting meditation because that helps the vagus nerve. Um, I did mindfulness meditation. I also did mirror work. I did forgiveness work. Uh, I did a lot of journaling. And then I also did Reiki energy healing before and after each, before and after the meditations, before and after journaling. And then I did dousing energy healing morning and night to clear. Sometimes I also did it, you know, in the afternoon. Sometimes I was doing dousing like, four or five times a day. So those are the tools that really helped me. And then along the way, the guides, um, the guides would just drop in other information or, or just, um, offer other things to do. You know, the guides were the ones that, um, brought in the information about creating my own um, layering the meditation modalities, layering Reiki energy healing with Kundalini yoga and chanting, as well as with mindfulness meditation when I was ready. In the beginning, I wasn't able to do mindfulness meditation that much because um, when you have a, when you disassociate like that, it can feel uncomfortable. So the most important part was the re-embodying. And part of the re-embodying was also for me, is in terms of dousing, doing the work in dousing, how many pieces had splintered off and where were these pieces in terms of the heart and the heart, the heart and the, the harm. And, and are these pieces ready to be cleared and call back in? What, what are, what was I, what was my realization process? Where am I in the realization process? What, what am I, what am I, where am I at in that in terms of the gifts of the lessons? So, my friends, I share part of my story because I know how challenging it can be when you're in the difficult tides of suffering, hurt and harm, and feeling very fragile. The human, the human can feel sometimes so incredibly fragile being in the human. And it can feel very overwhelmingly scary and you can feel like you are being swept up by the tide and unsure of where to tether and how to reground and what side is up and down. And sometimes the larger global, global society isn't as caring and compassionate about if you're being pummeled like that. 
you know, we get so caught up in the to-do list and I need to do this and I need to do that. And, and to make room for someone to share where they are, especially in their suffering. It can feel, sometimes you can feel like, oh, people just don't have time. And when somebody's in that kind of suffering state, I have found in my own experience that it has been needing someone to just sit with you, not necessarily even talking, but just being there with you to support you and like, it's going to be okay. Because trying to figure out how to write your ship when you're being pummeled by the tidal, by the waves, it can feel very, very disorienting. And so it doesn't mean that you need someone to rescue you or save you because you can't rescue or save anyone. They have to really, it has to be something that switches on in them. And no matter what you choose anyway, it's not right or wrong. There are, for whatever reasons, people choose things, you know, what they may choose may be different from what I choose, and that's completely okay. Sometimes it can just be really painful. And so the more of us that learn how to be steady anchors of light, the more things are going to get easier in terms of us moving through as a collective. Because when we're each anchoring light, it supports someone else to find their own anchor and to reset their light coming through. Where there is such power in in there's such power when people come together in the energy of love. And when you sit with someone in the energy of love and anchoring that light, that divine light, that divine light can then, for the other person, they can recognize and remember who they are and they can remember how to turn on their own light and shift. And that's not your responsibility. That's their ability to connect into their inner healer. And I understand it can be really challenging and complicated and because sometimes there just feels like there's a lot to do and we also have this perception of um, just when someone is caught in this kind of web of like despair or depression, sadness, anxiety, trauma, illness, addiction, and it can feel extremely toxic or there can be all kinds of things happening, even mania. And in that case, 
you know, that's where you do need practitioners, you know, therapists or a psychiatrist to also come in and help. Yet, also, but don't also diminish the power of just sitting and being there, letting the light shine through. Because learning, like in Reiki energy healing, when people go through it, their inner healer gets attuned even more. Everybody has an inner healer. And you learn to become a clear channel to allow the light to come through. And when you realize the power of anchoring light, you also realize the true empowerment without getting caught in, sometimes there's this perceived aspect of, you know, toxicity. Oh, that person is toxic. Or, oof, oh, I don't want to be around that. I don't want to catch whatever's going on over there. There can be all kinds of limited beliefs or, um, or all kinds of, you know, judgments that can be made. You know, and it could be out of fear. There could be anxiety. It could also be triggering someone's trauma of maybe how, you know, something that they saw as a child. Or it could just be triggering their own aspects of, you know, something that maybe they're afraid to tell people. But that's where the more that we can bring in compassion and care and learn to be in our light, then we can start to show up differently in terms of not only with ourselves, but with others. And I also think then we can start to cultivate and, and you know, instead of looking at like, like in recovery, as like, oh, it's like separate. Everyone looking at themselves is like, oh, what what part of me is possibly there's an unprocessed part that is calling to bring in light to clear the density and recognizing how we have so much more in common than not. And even though someone else might be in a in an experience that seems so far from where you are, it may not be the next day. The next day you could be where that person is because life ebbs and flows. Like now where I am, when people see me, they'll say things like, you're just in such, like, it just feels, you're so, such peace, joy. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, it's rare that I'm in stress or in anxiety and I, I healed the PTSD. I mean, there's moments where sometimes it might come up a little bit, but it's nowhere near where I was years ago in the human experience. And I also can recognize and I understand how to use tools. Like I've, I've come back into my wholeness and health and my vitality. So the most important part of he this healing journey is one, is the self-responsibility. Like no matter what modality you're doing, you are drawing the healing to you. It's all energy. You have free will. You draw what you wish to you. So an intention would be that I'm willing to be willing to be healed. And you say willing to be willing because sometimes people have resistance. And so by saying I'm willing to be willing, you're kind of working around the resistance point potentially. And there does come a choice point. And again, it's not right, wrong, good or bad. 
And so there is an isness within all of this. And within the isness, that's what I'm speaking about with it's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's an isness. And and so with it, at some point for me, I decided in working with my guides, like I wanted to feel better. That was my that was my intention. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to be okay. And so I my choice point was I had to make a brave commitment to let myself heal and to really supercharge and and activate my inner healer on a whole nother level than I had seen before. And and then with that, in this human experience, you then once you make that brave commitment to let yourself heal and to supercharge your inner healer, you then have to let yourself to continue to peel off the layers of the onion and keep peeling 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 until you are fully grounded, aligned, and shifted to a higher vibrational frequency. And in this human experience, at least for when I went through it, at that point, the there wasn't as much... Um, we were in a different vibrational state. And so it took, if I could have just snapped my fingers, it would have been great if I could have had that in a snap of fingers. Some things can be healed right away. For me, it took, you know, some months for some things and some things took a couple years. And I just started looking at it like I used to play Trivial Pursuit and you'd get You'd get your pie and then you'd want to fill up your pieces of the pie. And so I just took everything as a piece of the pie. My first, my first thing was for me to really um, call in healing for my mental and my emotional bodies. Those were the two most important bodies for me that I needed to really respond to and heal and then it was during part of that, there were aspects of the physical body that was receiving healing by getting some body work done by doing somatic experience as well as kundalini yoga and meditation. Yet the mental and the emotional body were the first things because I, I recognized how trapped I was in, in this story narrative that was just looping. And then in it, I was being held hostage by these extremely dense, dark energies that um, were very difficult to be in and very painful and caused a lot of harm for myself and a lot of disturbance in, in also some of my personal relationships because when you go, when the human can go through that level of trauma you know, you see a loved one change so much, it can feel very scary. It's like when the um, ocean changes from low tide to high tide or the ocean changes and you're in that riptide unexpectedly. It can seem very shocking. So for me, that was my choice point was I needed to connect into the energy of hope and the energy of courage and brave commitment to let myself heal and to supercharge my inner healer. And from there, 
really just using the tools and, and, um, you know, I, another thing I wanted to, you know, for me, eventually I did have to tend to my inner child at some point and, and heal the neglected pieces. And that was part of my own recovery work. For me, I do a lot of energy healing. And so it was, you know, it was the self-realization work and then calling back the pieces to be healed, transformed and transmuted for the highest good to reintegrate. I also did um, some biofeedback during this time as well. That also supported. And I also at times did acupuncture as well. Um, I, I, I use a lot of different modalities. Again, though, I wanted to feel complete with the past and be healed from the hurt, the pain, the sadness, the grief, the trauma. I also wanted to be able to view the experience from compassion and love for love for all the parties, especially for, you know, from my childhood in terms of my family and then anything in terms of my work associates um, anybody that was involved in any of the work PTSD experiences where there was trauma, I just wanted to be in harmony and incomplete in terms of the, the past and being able to view it in terms of the higher perspective. For me, that's just really important. And, you know, the way earth is currently set up, my friends, it isn't easy at times to cut through the darkness and the dense energies to shift up. Like I went on a healing quest. I took my greatest tool, curiosity, and used intuition to be guided to the places where I needed to be to discover the answers that I felt was within me. Yet I had also been doing these things since I was a child. Like I was in preparation in terms of my own divine design. And it can be very challenging. And so anytime you're healing like addictions, whether it's, it could be substance, it could be work, anything that's causing an unalignment and, and some pain and stress and trauma, it, and then it can feel like glass shards too, like, it can very, feel very sharp and heavy, you know, and, and so in that deep, deep pain that someone can feel, it may, it may feel that, you know, in this experience that you have something happen now as an adult, but that deep pain can also extend back into childhood. It can stretch. And not only that, it can stretch from childhood, but beyond that time as well. You know, for me, as I went through my childhood and into my 20s, I had this feeling in my heart that I felt figuratively like there was an open wound. And I then understood years later that it was on my heart chakra and it was an energetic, figuratively open wound. And it just really, like, I could just feel like it just hurt. And I went through some really challenging things in my, in my life, in terms of my childhood, my adulthood, yet the amount of pain 
did not make sense. And my doctors all said I was healthy. Yet I could feel something there. And at times I could hardly breathe because it felt like something was pushing into my heart chakra, into this energetic open wound that was there. And I later learned it was from past lives and it was triggered in this lifetime when I was a child. As an intuitive healer, I understood yet I did then in my 20s, I worked with um, different shamans and another intuitive healer that I work with, you know, said, you know, confirmed, because I, I said, I was like, it's like an energetic wound. And then, and then this energetic, this um, intuitive healer confirmed it is an energetic open wound on your heart chakra. And it's, it's, it's this energetic dagger device in the heart chakra that's coming from like past lives. And, and so, and I felt that and it felt real in the physical. It was, and it was so painful. Yet at that time when I was in my twenties, I'm now 50. It's not like I could go around saying that type of information, which that in and of itself, when you are feeling that you are, um, when you're feeling that you have this type of information, like where do you go with it? How do you, how do you help yourself? It's not like I could go to the Western doctors and say, hey, yada, 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 this is what's going on. I mean, seriously, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> they haven't caught up yet. So I ended up doing, getting an energy healing session. And during the energy healing session, that was cleared and released. And I also got a lot of somatic experiencing done where any residuals was released. And it was incredible. I could breathe freely. Once it was released, I could breathe freely. And this happened to me in my 20s. So I had been going around with this since I was a child. And then I could breathe freely. And that also made me even more curious about like, wow, there's so much more going on here. And there's so many more layers in terms of healing than we even understand at this point. So I always understood that there was something more, but that moment really made me realize it even more. And I also thought, I don't want to just be recovered. I want to be healed. I want to let go of the painful human surviving and suffering and shift into thriving. And then anytime, if I do in the future have experiences of suffering or loss and grief or sadness, I want to be able to be present grounded and aligned, be in compassion and still hold space in terms of the suffering and not allow myself to get crushed by it. I just didn't ever want to be in that, that level of painful state to forget the abilities of really what 
I came here to learn and be able to understand. So I wanted to be healed. I wanted to let go of the painful human surviving and suffering. And I wanted to be able to transform and transmute it and shift into the higher vibrational frequencies and let the light to come in to fill in the spaces. You know, that was one of the many moments I have had in my own awakening and my own waking up. And each time I choose to heal, reground, realign, and shift to a higher vibrational frequency and thrive. And again and again and again and again, layer after layer after layer after layer after layer. It takes courage each time to really face the hurt, the harm, the sadness, the despair, the confusion, the difficulties, and own up to your part, even if it was in past lives or to what happened here on earth or beyond and actually heal. In dousing energy healing, there's a protocol that is called soul retrieval. This means you call back your soul fragments. Soul retrieval is a dousing protocol to request and call back any aspects in terms of your soul to rejoin oneself to enable in terms of making the next steps forwards in life with confidence, ease, and grace for highest good. And so what happens is in our, in our human experience, in the understanding that we have now in this consciousness, sometimes parts of our soul will split off to then support our human when our human is ready to call back those pieces to be reintegrated and process that trauma the human is going through. And the soul will split off so that way it's not experiencing that aspect of the trauma. And so that soul is kind of like a GPS marker because at some point the human is maybe disassociating and that and that piece gets dropped off kind of like a little pellet if you play Miss Pac-Man or Pac-Man. It gets dropped off to be a marker to let your human know where to go back in terms of the story dots. So that way you can have a moment to refresh, look back and say, oh, okay, that was the trauma point. And am I now ready in terms of understanding the self-realization? Am I ready to, you know, in terms of the healing? And, and then if you are in terms of, asking about the lessons and the gifts and the lessons, you then call back that soul piece and you're reintegrated into the aspects of the wholeness of self. That being said, though, it doesn't mean, though, that the soul isn't in wholeness. It's just operating with the human to support the human for the self-realization aspect. And so to understand really self, to understand soul retrieval, it's really first important to understand how a soul can, because of the trauma the human is experiencing, drop a piece or fragment off. And this usually happens as a result of trauma that leaves the human feeling detached, fragmented, or seemingly separate from their body. And the soul in working with the human 
drops a piece at the time of the trauma. And it's almost like a treasure map for the human to understand what may need to be cleared to then allow the soul piece to rejoin for the highest good. So when we become burnt out physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, or when we have strayed from our purpose or experiencing something traumatizing, any of these things can cause the human to unground, unaligned, and when this happens, the human tends to go into low vibrational frequencies and shifts down and goes down, 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 down. Whereas the soul is a higher vibrational light. And when the human disconnects from alignment, then the soul disconnects because the human has actually disconnected and the human has unaligned. Remember, the human has free will. The soul in support of the human will drop a piece of soul light that then is a marker to support eventually allowing the reassociation of the human coming back into alignment and eventually allowing the soul piece to rejoin. And when the soul piece rejoin, you that's where you um, also ask to clear, transform, and transmute the energy for the highest good. So I'm my guy, the guides are asking me to explain it several different ways to support people. And I know that when my human was coming into consciousness on this, first of, first of all, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> so I had to clear uh, some unconsciousness to really understand like, wait, what? What does this mean? Um, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. And so I had some, I had, it was interesting with my human experience. I had a lot of knowingness coming through and information but yet I also had just some um some beliefs that were um just from old paradigm that had to be cleared out and so when I first heard about this I actually kind of went into a bit of amnesia energy where um somebody was saying it and then it blanked out like I didn't even hear what they were saying and then I had to I had to get the amnesia energy cleared and then the unconsciousness. And it did take me um, a little bit to really understand the consciousness on this. So feel free to listen to it again and again. So there have been many, many times when I have to, I've had to remake the commitment in terms of to change my life and sometimes in my own experience where when I was really in that dark place to really save my life. When I had that moment where my higher self and soul and my team of light, my spirit guides for highest good came in to talk to me about where I was in my life with so much love and care and kindness and compassion the question that was asked for me and of me was, what do I want? Do I want to live? And it was said with so much love and compassion and recognition that it can be so difficult here and painful. And 
no matter where I was, it was all okay because there was so much love and care. And at that moment, it was a crossroads for me. It was a crossroads and it was a choice point. And I decided very clearly, I want to live. And I also said with a caveat, and I want to live to be able to experience life with with joy and peace and harmony and, and alignment and in being an empath, I understand I have the abilities to feel and experience things, yet I don't want to be in so much, I don't want to experience the suffering in my physical body where it just hurts so much that it's, it just feels horrible in the human experience. And so with it, I, I clearly stated like my intentions, you know, and, and made the commitment. I made the commitment and, and the desire to heal and the curious curiousness of like, how is this going? How is this going to work? I don't even know, but I'm open to the possibilities in terms of the healing. And I welcome any information for my highest good. It was the desire to show up for my life at that point, which was the catalyst for all that I have had in terms of the privilege of then showing up for after. So I share this because wherever you are right here, right now in your life, if you have committed to healing and doing the work, take time to be proud of yourself. To, even if it's been the, the slightest little, little bit of shifting and healing that's happened, take time to be proud of yourself. The human recovery stuff isn't always so easy. It isn't always so clear cut. It can be very confusing and it can feel very destructive and very harming. So take time to be proud of yourself. And so today, my intention is to really inspire all of you that it is possible to find your way through the darkness, to recenter, reground, realign, to re-anchor yourself and let the light come through. It is 100% possible to feel really good of whole health, vitality, vibrancy, and to heal. I feel completely different today than I did all those years ago. And in terms of like the brain chemistry, all of that, like my brain feels like it's functioning even better than ever and better than before all of those experiences that I had in terms of work PTSD. I feel amazing. And my cognitive abilities, my intuitive abilities, all of that has like enhanced. So it is, it is available to each of us. It's that commitment though, that intention. So wherever you are, take time to do your intentions. And my 
my other intention today is to inspire all of you to also thank every layer of the onion that is presented to you and gently and bravely and courageously continue to peel back those layers because when we are brave enough to see the non-beneficial patterns, to see the addictions, the non-beneficial habits that may no longer be working, to have the courage to face the trauma, and in my case, the work PTSD and to career transition. Career transitioning was not easy. And in some ways, I have some, I have some friends that think that what I did in terms of quitting television when I was at the top of my game and, and then getting in their viewpoint, getting caught in mental suffering like that was a weakness, was, was failing. And I don't look at it that at all. I think that what I did was probably the most courageous thing I've ever done in my life. To be willing to walk away from a high paying job, a career that you worked at for 20 years or so, actually more than 20 years, and be willing to walk away to go care for yourself and heal and by me healing and learning how to be in wholeness and anchor that light it can help so many other people just by me being in the light of the truth of who I am and that to me is the greatest success and the greatest achievement that I really want because the more, more people that are in harmony and are in their light, the more it's going to support others waking up and also finding and tuning into their inner healer, which then starts to change the world that we're living in, which to me brings my, it makes my heart feel such joy at the thought of more and more people being healed and feeling good and being in their light and their truth, like that is just amazing. So it is possible. Healing is possible. And when you are really courageous enough and brave enough to take those steps, the shifts will start happening. And I know that it can feel scary. And that's why getting into the energy of courage and bravery. Because when we're brave enough to see the non-beneficial patterns, the addictions, the non-beneficial habits, and then to look at what is underneath those non-beneficial patterns, those non-beneficial programs, the fears, the destructive behavior, that is when we can do the realization work. That is when we can do the energy healing to clear, release, delete, and then we become free to allow the light to come in and we can be uplifted 
in a whole nother way for the highest good. And that's when we become free of the fear, free of the running, free of the perpetual cycle of addiction, whatever that may be. And then from there, we can call in the new energies and shift to the higher vibrational frequency of love, joy, peace, abundance, whatever it is you want to call in. And so no matter how much work you've done on yourself after all these years, I invite you to be inspired, to tune into your inner healer, and allow yourself to check in with yourself. Because in my pursuit of personal growth and spiritual development and healing, I still wake up every single day a humble student in gratitude for this life. Every day I am in awe that I wake up and I have such, I just in such humility of just the beauty of where we are in this life and this living and being on this earth. And I also am so grateful that all the amazing practitioners and the people that have supported me. So I encourage you, find intuitive energy healers, a meditation teacher, because finding intuitive energy healers and meditation teachers for me were really just the first step in my journey. And so there can be other practitioners that may work for you. It may be a breath work class works for you. It could be, it could be somatic experiencing. It could also be, there's so many different modalities. But getting that one clearing for me wasn't enough. I needed to build up lots of different practice, spiritual practices, yoga practices, all kinds of methods that I then eventually would get trained in so that I really could continue peeling away the onion and peel away the onion and peel away the onion to be in my whole health. Like that was my path, my journey. And about 10 years you know, and I, I actually began this in my 20s, working with different intuitive healers and um, shamans. And I then, 10 years into that journey, I was working on a project and it was really stressful. And I wasn't meditating as regularly as I had been before because I was going ups and downs with my meditation. I would meditate for months on end and then I would get really busy at work and I would put it to the side. And now I know I don't want to put my mental and my emotional bodies to the side. That is so, it's so important for me to continue cultivating a, um, a meditation practice, a formal meditation practice. And so I was working I was working on this project and med I wasn't meditating regularly during that time. And I was on the phone with my, my, my business partner then. And I felt my nerves were about to break. And I kept thinking as my nerves felt like they were about to break, I can't go on like this. This really hurts. And I remember telling her, I don't feel right. And my business partner wasn't able to hear what I was saying. 
And I remember almost falling to the ground and feeling like I was losing it. Like I was, I felt like I was having a breakdown. And then I asked my paternal grandparents for highest good, who are part of my spirit guide team since I was a child for help. They swooped in and my, my paternal grandmother said that yes, they would help me yet. She actually put a condition to it. She said, we'll help you. Yet we need you to recommit to your practice of prayer and meditation. She said, are you willing to start meditating and praying again regularly? I mean, y'all, I was like called out. (laughs) And I remember having this moment like, holy moly. I'm like, I'm feeling about to have a nervous breakdown. And my, my paternal grandmother who's part of my spirit guide team for highest good is asking me um that I need to do this before this can happen I mean I was brought to my knees in acceptance in full-blown acceptance and surrender I said yes 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 Yes, I am willing to do that. Yes, I'm willing to tell you I am committing. I am committing. Yes, I will do that. I was brought to my knees in acceptance, full-blown acceptance and surrender. And when I did that, I immediately felt better. My um, grandparents, I could feel one of them on each side of me. And it was as if they were, they were like, picking me up like crutches and I could feel their high vibrational light just swooping in and picking me up. And it was one of the most incredible experiences, even though it was a very challenging experience I was in, but I immediately felt better. And that feeling of um, my nerves breaking immediately shifted and I felt so light and good. And I did recommit myself to practice again. Yet that relief was not enough. That relief was just the beginning. That moment in time was another catalyst for my transformation and for my growth. So I've had a lot of moments. I'm 50 years old at this point. I have, a, have had a lot of moments that have been catalysts for my own transformation and my own growth in terms of Henry, the human Henry. And back then, that began the next layer of the onion of my human. And that began the next layer of recovery, healing, awareness, consciousness, transformation, self-realization. So whether it's more that whether it's more that we literally disassociated from, checked out from, completely falling asleep, or it's just stuff that, you know, you're not wanting to look at, maybe resisting to see and turning away from and saying, no, thank you, I won't touch that. But if we're going to go big in this lifetime, if we're going to feel the greatest experience of life that, could, that we could possibly feel in terms of being present and being here, if we're going to serve at our highest capacity, if we're going to 
feel free in our bodies and our minds and our energy, our purpose and our mission, we're going to have to have the courage and the bravery to really go there, to have the bravery to wonder what lives beneath the ruminating minds, what lives beneath that trauma, what lives beneath that feeling of being paralyzed, what lives beneath that fear and anxiety. In this human experience, we can all have non-beneficial patterns, non-beneficial programs, addictive patterns being, being called to be recognized and cleared, whether it's blown out, whether it's full blown out addiction, like alcoholism or drug addiction or love addiction or food addiction. Y'all, I was addicted to pizza rolls. Or it could, have, or it could be like fear addiction, anxiety addiction, sex addiction, news addiction. It could also be addiction to judgment or addiction to self-negative talk, self-hatred. In this human experience, there can be different forms of addictive, non-beneficial patterns and programs that can show up. So I started practicing and doing somatic experiencing and then kundalini yoga and meditation. And these are more body-based and, and really beneficial you know, practices for me that I did that healed my trauma and worked with me on my trauma. That was part of my path. And it became so much easier for me. And I really began to understand and recognize that, that in terms of the work that I was doing, how things were being released from me, which I then noticed the changes in my life. It began to reveal to me that the more I was letting myself have courage to heal, the faster the healing was happening too for me. And I also, through the dousing energy healing, what was really amazing is that the, it began to reveal to me that there are all kinds of parts of who we are. We have like all these different aspects of us in this life. And we can have also in terms of like exiled parts we could have experiences from childhood where those parts are like exiled. We could have like, you know, aspects of us that had a traumatized experience in childhood that that part is still somewhere in our childhood. And, you know, these parts of us through doing the, you know, for me, the dousing energy healing, I was enabled to call back these parts for me to be clear, transformed, transmuted, which then supported me energetically and then mentally and emotionally, physically coming back into alignment. I will say though, there are sometimes experiences where, you know, as you're moving through it, that you may not be ready and you always want to make sure that you have, um, in working with practitioners that can support you because sometimes you don't want to see that part. Sometimes you're like, no, no, thank you. And and some of you may be completely aware of who your inner child is, or some of you might be like, I checked out of that a long time ago, and I don't want to ever see that again. And so, you know, for me, I just wanted, I made the commitment, I wanted to be healed for my highest good, which means I had to look at different parts of myself. I had many parts of me that, 
I have protected from experiences that I went through. And I had some parts that really were like exiled and that were like protective parts, which in terms of the protective parts, they came in handy in different ways because they supported my human moving through some really challenging times. Yet it was becoming non-beneficial in terms of the patterns and programs. So they had to be cleared so I could call in new ways of being for my human for the highest good. And also then with it to raise my level of self-love because if these, these pieces were being held back, then they may be caught in some sort of like, you know, feeling of like terror or inadequacy, shame, feelings of being unlovable, inadequate, or in fear because they're held back somewhere and the energy hadn't been transformed and transmuted. And so even the aspect where there was a disassociation, the disassociation was a protective part, literally was protecting me when I disassociated um, from the experience of the trauma in the workplace that I experienced. I fragmented into another part of myself and allowed myself to be able to still move in the human experience, but literally there was a, there was fragmented parts that I had to call back in to be transformed and transmuted. And so with this, you can also have connections to, you know, visual memories. And so some of those memories, they could also be fragmented like the closet, like the chest in the closet or, or, and so you also want to clear any non-beneficial aspects in terms of any memories. And again, it's really just using the tools again and again and again and again and really just realizing that there's so many different modalities and what works for you, what is being called to you. Like, again, my way may not be your way and it doesn't have to be because there's a lot of different ways. Yet, I want to inspire you that I have been in the lowest points, the lowest of lows and I, from being in that darkness, I understand what it takes to cultivate the calling in of courage and to move yourself to a point where you're going to start moving forward. I know that it takes a lot to get yourself into courage when you're feeling that low. Yet I want to inspire all of you that it is possible and there's so much support out there there's so much support out there. There are recovery groups. There are support groups. There are churches that you can go to that also have support and help. There's a lot of um, places you can also do Zoom meetings. You can do call-ins. There's just a lot of support. And there's also a lot of different um, therapy out there now that is different than the years ago. And there's a lot of innovative work being done. So find your path connect into your inner healer, let yourself supercharge your inner healer because my friends, it is possible to whole, have whole health healing. It is possible to shift from low vibrational frequencies to higher vibrational frequencies. It is possible to feel better and to also feel like you have a new lease on life and to move in a process in living where you feel more free than you've ever felt before 
and you feel in joy, in peace, in harmony, and life has a different richness to it. Because that, when I realized and went through my own experience, I realized, wow, it is possible to be freed in a whole different way than I even understood it could be, even though I had read so many books and heard about the possibility. And everybody has that ability to do it. So this month being the recovery month, I just recommend all of you to just see what works for you. And also, if there's anything that you want to share with me, then please feel free to share it with me. And before we go, let's just take a moment right now to take three deep breaths, breathing in and breathing out, breathing in and breathing out. Take three deep breaths, and I'm going to turn on Reiki Energy Healing, and if you wish to receive Reiki, you merely have to say, yes, I'd like to receive Reiki for my highest good, asking that Reiki is sent to you for your highest good with ease and grace. Reiki always respects free will, so if you don't want to receive Reiki, that's okay. Letting yourself now breathe in life force energy, breathe out what no longer serves you. Breathe in life force energy, breathe out what no longer serves you. Breathe in life force energy, breathe out what no longer serves you. Breathe in life force energy, breathe out what no longer serves you. And take another deep breath in and deep breath out, letting it all go. Letting yourself connect to the calmness, the energy of calm, the energy of relaxation, the energy of peace. And taking a moment to honor the courage that you have to show up for yourself in this way today. And also making the commitment to get to know yourself a little bit more whenever it feels safe. And then when you're ready, take another deep breath in, deep breath out. And so it is. So there was moments in my own healing and recovery where I didn't know if the full freedom was possible. I didn't know if there was a way out. But I kept saying, I'm going to keep trying. And I promise you, my friends, this is here for you now. Just peeling away a layer and just let yourself keep trying. Let yourself keep trying. Keep using the tools. And just know that you're not alone and that you are fully supported in so much, so many ways you don't even realize. Thank you so much for being here with me. I so appreciate every single one of you. Much love, light, and Reiki blessings, everyone. And here's my disclaimer. Energy healing is a complementary practice. It supports the body's natural ability to heal itself and complements and supports standard medical treatments. All services are for educational self-improvement purposes, not for diagnosis or treatment or any mental, behavioral, or physical ailment. These practices are not a substitute for standard medical care. Consult with your health practitioner if you have a medical condition.
Thank you so much, everyone.